And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome to another edition of Red Side of the Trent. This is your host, Adam Wicklow, bringing you the preview for Forest v Leicester City in a East Midlands rivalry clash. I don't know if you want to call it that. Some people don't care about Leicester. I'm sure a lot more people will coming this Monday night on Monday Night Football because it is a bottom of the table clash. It's a six-pointer. It is absolutely massive. And I'm joined by Leicester City fan, Jamie Lewitt. How are you, Jamie? Thank you very much for joining us. I'm the best thing for you. Thanks for having me. Good. I'm just going to dive straight in. We're not both having the best of seasons so far, uh, to put it lightly. Is, uh, was you expecting this, really, at the start of the season? Um, yes and no. I mean, if you look at the last 18 months, we've been on a decline. The uh, style of football hasn't been great. We've obviously, with injuries, we've had as well last season. But um, even though we finished eighth last season, we deserve to probably be about 14th. So it's quite miraculous we finished eighth, to be fair. But um, I wasn't expecting to be bottom, I'm not going to lie. You know, it's not something you ever think your team's going to be, especially with the backing we've got. But uh, yeah, I did, I did think we'd struggle, but I thought we'd be about mid table now, not obviously not bottom. So um, a bit of a shock. But... What, what would you. Uh... What would you put your finger on Leicester's bad start? Obviously, defensively, both of our sides aren't great, but you lot are quite good going forward. You scored 10 goals in the first seven games, but shipped 22. So there's obvious, there's an obvious thing happening at the back, but do you think that's down to someone like Kasper Schmeichel leaving and not really getting a replacement in and giving someone like Danny Ward the, the reins in goal or, or what? Is it more to it? Well, last season, Schmeichel wasn't at his best. I mean, he's 35. So he's been on a bit, a bit of a downward spiral the last couple of years anyway, making mistakes, not passing out properly. And obviously last season for final was in just most of it. Um, but it's just, 
there's no cohesion there. There's no connection. Obviously, we've got this new defender coming now who we hope will actually gel with Evans. But again, Evans is 34. But with Schmeichel leaving, I didn't think it would be a massive issue. But like I say, he hasn't been great. And Danny Ward is an international. You know, he's Wales international. Yeah, he's back up to Hennessy, but he still plays international football. But he's just looked out of his depth by a long way. I mean, I'd even go as far as to say Everson should be our number one. He's like 23. Because mm. Ward's just, he hasn't looked. He could tell he hasn't played much football. That's what I'll say. You can tell his distribution is coming out. He's not making the right decisions. He's leaving too much space. And him and the defenders seem to beat each other's throats all the time. There's no connection there. Yeah, I mean, we we raised an alarming stat on our last pod that he's let a goal in every two shots. So we've kind of thought if, if that's the message to the forest dressing room, it's kind of shoot on sight and yeah. <laughs> one one might go in sort of thing. But I know obviously the did, do you think the Wesley Fafana issue kind of hasn't helped either because you kind of don't know whether he's coming or going, but you are more leaning towards he's going. But it doesn't. It didn't really leave you enough time to bring in a proper replacement. I know you've brought in this player. I can't say his name for the life of me. You might be able to help. You might be able uh, to help me. Why phase or something? I can't even say. I know. I know who he is, but I don't. I don't know how you say his name. But was there really an adamant amount of time to spend that amount of money that you got for him? Or because I have heard. I don't know if you'll be able to elaborate a bit more on this, but I know apparently Leicester City's owners got hit really hard with COVID and everything. So that's why the investment hasn't been as great as it should be maybe in, in for a club like Leicester. But do you think that's affected the whole team and the cohesion and obviously the building of, of what you can do by bringing new faces in really? Well, I think Fafana was one of them things where we knew we were going to go. There mm. was no doubt about it. And someone like Chelsea coming for you. I mean, we didn't... He already played last season anyway, so we didn't. It's not it's not a massive miss, so to speak, because he didn't play much. Hmm. But like you say, um, King Power took a massive hit in Thailand, big time. Um, that's why we've got a new uh, sponsor, FBS, on our shirts, trying to get obviously a bit of a bit more money in. But obviously, our stadium's just been approved for expansion as well, with a new uh, arena being built on the West End, I think it is. So the money is going into that as well. But the main issue is, because we missed out on Europe by four points, the fair play has come into account and is grabbing us. And we can't afford to spend much money because of that. If we'd have got into Europe, it wouldn't be a problem. We would have made seven, eight signings. Mm. Because we didn't make Europe, the financial fair play has got us. And it's, we've literally had to pull everything back. And the only way we're able to buy players is by selling players. And obviously, I heard that Wesley went for, what, 75 million, I think? Only yeah. half of that was available to Rogers, Which doesn't get you a lot these days, does so, it? Exactly. And obviously, this wise, wise bloke costs, I think, about 15 million. Yeah. And then we've got that Alex Smithies on a three. So, he's already planning for January, but I can't see him being in charge. If we don't beat Forrest, he will not be in charge to make any more choices in my opinion he should have gone away this is my opinion a lot less of fans agree he should have gone because six you know six losses in a row against teams like Southampton and Brentford who should be beating and then going ahead and shipping six to Tottenham 
Mm. It's kind of, you know what I mean, it's just not, not there at the minute. It's such a bi- uh, big contrast, obviously, like two years ago winning the FA Cup and you kind of think, well, we're on the up sort of thing. But for me, I don't think Leicester have made, I don't, I don't know if you agree with this, I don't know if you've made that smart of an investment, certain players anyway, like Pats and Dakar, I thought would hit the ground running a little bit more. Ian Acho, I thought I would have had something to prove coming from City and had a, had a little spell last season, arguably when, when he got a run in because Vardy got injured. But I don't think that, that he's really been replaced Vardy, there's no one that's really pushed him out of the team sort of thing because once he comes back he seems to get in and he's in a bad run of form from what I've seen this season not scored yet in the Premier League so and and how old is he 35 36 yeah. I think it's starting yeah. to catch up with the injuries now isn't it and then obviously like you said Johnny Evans isn't isn't uh getting any younger uh Ricardo Pereira's had injury problems Tielemans was apparently wanting to go Madison was apparently wanting to go it was kind of, it's kind of looking like a sinking ship at Leicester I don't know if you would want to argue with that or not no I mean I completely agree with you there's been so many rumours about wanting to leave and players this and players that um the problem with Rodgers is 60% of his signings haven't been good enough and that isn't just down to Rodgers, that's down to the recruitment team. Like Cogerton, I think it was, from Celtic. Celtic fans were happy to get rid of him. <laughs> he wasn't very good at recruiting. But the problem with another problem with Rodgers is he always sticks to one up front and two wide men. Iannato and Daka don't play in a one. The only chance you've got them two gelling is when they play in a two, either with Vardy or with each other. Mm. I mean, we played against... Um, Oh, I can't remember. Well, they scored within like two minutes. Brighton. Daka set up. Yes, Ianato has set up Daka and he scored within like a minute because they linked up well playing as a two. But when he always seems to play Vardy up front on his own, Barnes, and alternates in between all Brighton, I'll put Ianato on the wing and he's not a winger. Yeah. But he doesn't seem to like to play two up front. And that is the downfall because everyone knows what James Vardy is going to do. If you sit deep, we have got no chance of getting behind you or getting a goal, most mm. likely, because we thrive on the space. And people know that now, but he hasn't got another... He hasn't got plan B. If plan A isn't working, stick with plan A and hope it does. That's all. That, that's the problem at the minute. So he's, and like he's, I say, 60% of the signings don't, haven't, haven't worked out. Yeah, so he's become a bit stubborn, is what you're saying. But, I mean, scoring yeah. 10 goals is... I don't, I don't think scoring goals is your issue. It's the other way. But why, I just want my one of my questions on my sheet of paper here is... Why have you been so leaky at the back? Well, so when we had the, I think it was the season we finished, the first season we finished in Europe, so young June Evans formed a stellar partnership. They were outstanding. Ricardo on the wing, Castagna. Like you said, Ricardo's had loads of injuries. Yeah, bad injuries. And obviously, Justin had a massive injury. And then you've got Castagna had an injury. And Thomas is still young. Because uh, Soyuncu apparently fell out with Rogers and he's not training well, according to Rogers. I don't know how true it is. So he'd be sticking with Amate, who's a championship defender. Yeah. He's alternating too much. I mean, you got Wesley Fana got injured last season, which was a major blow. Yeah. And you haven't had that. They haven't had the glue in defence. You've always been alternating. You've played Ndidi in, in, in defence when he's a midfielder. So every four or five games, Evans has got a new defender with him, or Evans gets sat injured, and then you've got another back, another centre two. 
and it's just not was not had that connection that we had a couple of years ago when we when we conceded about thirty goals all season. Yeah, because there've been that many injuries that has forced temporary solutions, and then temporary solutions have just not worked. And because of that, we've had nothing. But I'm hopeful now with this new guy. If Evan stays fit and he stays fit, they will be our main two. And I'd go far as to say play a back three with Suyuncu as well. And hopefully them three can then form a partnership which will get us out of this sinking iceberg room because it's just awful at the minute to watch. I, I, I turn it off sometimes. I'm going, this is that bad. I think um, your issue is to say similar to ours with our back three. It's Cooper seems to be chopping and changing, trying to find a solution when it's it's quite obvious sometimes that one, they're either too rigid or or not quick enough and or they just need to believe in themselves a little bit more. So, but I'm sure he'll find it. He's, he's signed plenty of players to try. So we'll see what, what, what happens. I mean, I'm interested to see if Niakate is back for the Monday game, which would be a massive, massive lift for us because he's been stellar, but got injured against Everton, I think it was, or West, no, it was West Ham actually, sorry. So that was a, a blow, but... Going the other way, obviously, attacking doesn't seem... I know you've said if, if teams sit fairly deep, then, then Vardy doesn't get in behind, but you're not you're not failing to score goals as such. What what makes you such a threat going forward, would you say? I think the, the main threat we've got is Madison. How he's not been picked for the England squad is, is, is beyond me sometimes especially the back end of that season. And this season has got three goals and an assist already. He's our main threat. If he has a bad game, our only other threat, really, is Harvey Barnes. And mm. he's hit and miss all the time. He can yeah. have a stellar game, and the next game, he can be League Two level. My dad hates him. My dad really <laughs> I really, I really like, I really like Harvey Barnes. One was in the championship. I was, I was thought he should get an England call up at one point. I thought I really liked him. He was, he was going to till he got the injury a couple of years ago. Yeah. But it's just that, it's that hit and miss. I say he can be outstanding one game, the next game you don't know he's on the pitch. Yeah. But going forward, we have got because obviously this team we've, we've had now, Madison's been there for the past four years. Vardy's been there for over a decade. Barnes has been there. He's grown up there. Um, Albright has been there since we got promoted in 2014. So they have got a connection going forward and that connection won't be lost. It's just... At the minute, obviously, we've already not firing. You're relying on Madison and you're relying on Barnes. And at the minute, the only person who's scoring the goals really is Madison. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? 
Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. Um, I do think, personally, I do think we need to play two up front, full stop. I mean, look at when the actual played with Vardy up front. He was banging him in for fun. I think he scored about 14 goals in the space of like 18 games. He actually did. Mm. And then all of a sudden he dropped him again and went back into a, a, a one. But um, we've never we've never really had a problem scoring because we've got the connection. It's just to say, it's just the other end where the connection has been lost and it's just costing them. Yeah, set pieces, uh, I think, are a big one for you yeah. guys. I think oh, you're letting yeah. plenty, plenty of set pieces. Um, yeah. Obviously, last season we met in the FA Cup in a in a game where not only did we absolutely batter you, <laughs> but, but Leicester fans interrupted a few Sunday dinners in the town centre, which uh, we're trying not to talk about yeah, too that, much because that, that, that was disgraceful. Yeah, that's a minority of of people. But yeah, for, for, Forest obviously have this thing where they say Leicester aren't Forest rivals, even though we do sing about yeah. But where? Do you think this rivalry comes from? Is it is it a geography thing? Is it a past thing? Because I've never really known, to be honest, because I've I've never been one of these people that go, oh, we must hate Leicester. When I, I, I can't say I've really been that bothered, to be fair. But it, this is an East Midlands derby, and it does make it a bit more spicy that it is a, it is a six pointer at the moment. But where where would you say it kind of comes from from your point of view? See, for for me, there is no rivalry. It's, I used to say it's an East Midlands derby. Yeah. Because Leicester are kind of in the middle of derby, throughout the way is Forest and derby, and obviously our closest rival really is Coventry. Yeah. But obviously they're in the championship. So I just I just think that a lot of Leicester fans that do my head in because they try to create rivalries where there isn't any. <laughs> Forest and derby are obviously Brian Clough, they are massive rivalry. Yeah. The only rivalry we've got is the fact that we're in the East Midlands here. Mm. And obviously now we're in the chat in the Premier League together. It'll be in East Midlands Derby. But there is no rivalry there, in my opinion. There never has been. Yeah. It's just Leicester fans trying to create one and jump on a bandwagon because they're probably bored. Right. I've always said that. <laughs> I've always said that we've, we've never really been apart from the championship, back in the nineties and eighties, you were obviously in the Premier League or the high division, and we were always below you. But there yeah. wasn't even a rivalry then. It's <laughs> something that I think has been created over the last, I'd say, 20 years because Leicester fans are bored and want to have a so-called rivalry when there isn't one, in my opinion. So it's, it's a Twitter, born out of Twitter, probably now. The, yeah. <laughs> you've got to have a bit of uh, disdain against one another. It makes the games a bit more spicy, doesn't it? That's kind of gone out of the game a little bit, I think. But yeah, I want your point of view on Forest if you've if you've seen anything of us this season. Obviously, everyone's got their opinion about how many players we've signed, but if you've hmm. If if, I'd, yeah, I just I just want your thoughts. If you've seen any of us this season, even this match of the day, like where do you think like our weaknesses are or our strengths are? Where do you think you can really get at us to hurt us? Well, obviously, I've, I've followed Forest for quite a few years because all my mates are Forest fans. So obviously, I've, I've watched basically every every time you're on Sky, I've watched it. While I like to watch the highlights. Um, when it comes to the transfers. I'm obviously, my mates say you, we need, needed to make signings. We had a lot of people on loan last season, and you've lost quite a lot. But 23 signings, it's like it's like doing a Fulham. It's a lot of it's a lot of phases through the door in a short amount of time. Yeah. And then players could need 15, 20 games to actually create a 
you know, a, a connectivity to gel. And after 20 games in the Premier League, you've got 18 left. And if you're sinking down the bottom because you haven't got anything connection-wise, it could be too late. Mm. And it worked that worked that way for Fulham. I mean, you've, some of the signings you've made, I've been quite impressed with. You know, Lingard, or Serge Aurier, you've got Premier League experience. The fact that you kept Vernon Johnson. I mean, we were linked with Worrell at one point, and obviously you kept him. And I think going forward is your weakest point. So obviously, how many goals scored? Three, is it, I think? Uh, scored six so far. Six. But conceded so 17, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah, going forward is... But it, it will be your weakest point. Obviously, Brennan Johnson's one of your main people up front, and he's still young. Yeah. It's his first time in the Premier League, so we've got to get used to the physicality. You know, I know he banged a few at quite a lot in the Championship, but it's a bit different. Mm. But, like I say, there's that many new faces, and he keeps chopping and changing. Um, I think once you get that gelling done, I think I think you'll survive this season. I said you'll probably finish about 14th at the start of the season. Yeah. I mean, I'd, um, I I'd snap that. I'd take that off your hands. <laughs> I thought you struggled to start with, and I was right. You could obviously, you know, as I say, it's 23 players coming through the door, and that's a lot of players. But Cooper is a fantastic manager. I mean, you don't take someone from bottom to the playoff final and win it in 40, in 38 games and not be a really good manager. Yeah. So, obviously, I know some Forest fans are calling for his head already. They need, you know, they need to get their heads to wobble. <laughs> you need to keep him because he's class, you yeah. know, and he will get the best out of you. You just need a bit of time. Hopefully, you won't be too far adrift when the time comes that you're all right. Yeah, I mean that would that's that's the plan. I mean, I I would never call for him out as much as I think he's been a little bit stubborn recently because I think the formation has kind of ran its course a little bit in, in my opinion. But if he's willing to stick with it, he's willing to stick with it. But because it was so successful, but that's it's was said to be seen sort of thing. But how important is this game at this current moment in time? Obviously, if, if you're are you kind of hoping for a bit of a negative result because then it means Rogers will get the boot and it could be a change in, in terms of management and then maybe that means there's more of a positive change overall or would you rather he get a result because you need it? See, I've, I'll always be a fan that wants a result. I don't care if the manager stays or not. I mean, I want him to go. But the most important thing is three points because one point from seven games is a disgrace. If we lose against Forest, we could be five or six points already cut off from safety. And that is a ridiculous amount already. We need to pick up three points. There's no if, buts, or maybe about it. If we don't pick up three points, he's gone. And if he doesn't go, it's because either one, he's got something on our chairman and he's scared to sack him because he might come out. Or number two, we're in a worse financial situation than we think we are yeah. because of financial fair play. But I'd always go for three points and we need, I don't care if it's a 1-0 and you batter us 99% to one possession and you have 100 shots on target and we have one. We need to win that game. Yeah. There's no nothing, you know, there's no doubt about it, we need to win it. I, I know this is a bit off topic because obviously we're talking about the game between ourselves, but if Rogers was to go, who, who would your ideal man be? Sean Dyche. Yeah, fair. You wouldn't say no to him, would you? <laughs> to be fair, you, 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 a lot of people don't, aren't, aren't is uh, can't quite 
his cup of tea sort of thing or whatever. But I really like him. I think he's brilliant. I think he's a character, and he and he and he he prides himself on hard work and and being honest, exactly. doesn't he? Really. So I think what that's do do be good. Yeah, he with no money. Burnley up six years in a row with no money. He got him into Europe playoffs with a team with Brady in it. <laughs> and with um, he's just the manager that brought the best out of Ben Ming, Tarkovsky. Um, oh, Dwight. Um, what's his name? The winger. Dwight McNeil. Uh, McNeil. Um, even Chris Wood when he was there, he always used to come back and haunt us, <laughs> being an ex-Leicester striker. He just demands hard work and he plays four-four-two. We always play two strikers. And that is one of our strengths: two strikers. Well, yeah, that's how I you won the league, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, he will bring out the best in players, and he won't take any nonsense from anyone because he's that kind of bloke. Yeah. I don't, it won't, there won't be no player power with Sean Dyche in charge because of what kind of person he is. If we can't get Sean Dyche, I'd go for Pochettino. But I really can't see him coming to a club like Leicester at the minute when he's got the reputation he's got. I know he hasn't won anything, but PSG he did well at Tottenham while he was there, just from the start of the Premier League. You know, but he's still got a credibility about him. I don't think Leicester are a big enough club to try and attract Pochettino. Yeah, that's fair enough. With the game on Monday night, obviously, we're going to get scrutinised by Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher as we're the two shit clubs in the league at the moment. How do you expect to approach the game? Obviously, you guys being the home side, I I would put the pressure on you guys, especially to get a result because when you're at home, Rogers needs it. There's a lot of pressure on him. So maybe that gives Forrest a bit of a leeway to kind of relax a little bit and kind of play their game and, and put the pressure on Leicester in terms of frustrating you. But how, how do you expect to go? Do you expect it to be fast and frantic or, or what? Um, well, I expect the usual 5-1-3-1 uh, formation, whatever that you play normally. And it'll be a fast start. We'll come out the blocks like we always do. They're quick. But I just think that it'll go back to the usual possession-wise, which he does. And then you lot will be able to counter a bit like you did when you beat us 4 1 in Cup. You countered every single time you got. And we've got a new set piece coach coming from America who's highly rated, but he's got a massive job on his hands. So I think if you get some set pieces into that box or you counter us, I think you'll destroy us. But I do think it will be a feisty, fast paced game with both teams trying to go for jugular yeah. early on. And then obviously it all depends on which team settles down the quickest. And then takes control of, of the ball. The other team will try and chase it. Yeah. Who, other than Madison, who would you say your key player is? Would you say would you would you put the the onus on Harvey Barnes to do something for you, or is it like kind of up to Vardy now to kind of step up and get his arse into gear? I can't. I don't even. I can't even begin to think who's going to play up front. Um, if Vardy does play, then I think he will finally score. I think he'll score against before he plays. I think we'll find his week is, is duck. But I think Tielemans will be key in midfield because Ndidi apparently is injured. Right. So Samari might come in. But I think Tielemans, when he's on his game, he's, he can set up, he can score, he can do everything in the book. And I just think that Madison, Tielemans and Vardy need to, need to sort out the the passing that they had last season, season before. But if they get, if they start passing properly like they have been, I think we'll get quite a few. 
point, it all depends on them, on them three. Yeah. I don't think Barnes is that important at the minute. Go, go with... Go on. Go on. Because I just think the, the, the wingers this season haven't been good enough. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be a important player at all. Go, going the other way, where where do you think Forrest can get joy out of you, other than set pieces? Is it, is it down the flanks or is it through the middle? Yeah. Is it kind of being that physical? Because one of one who's played up front, he's gave centre halves a bit of a torrid time. I mean, Keenan Davis did that to you in the cup last season. I thought that worked a treat for us as that focal point sort of thing. Um, I would have said down the middle before we signed this um, wires bloke from uh, Germany. Because he thrives on physicality and he, he, he likes he likes a challenge, but I think if you target the flanks, you'll cause a danger because we've got we'll probably have Luke Thomas and Justin, and they're both not in very good form at the minute. Yeah. And if you place Castagne instead of uh, Thomas, then he tends to go forward a lot and leaves space in behind. That's right. the problem. And if if you can if you can narrow it down the flanks. That's where I think you'll get your most food tomorrow. I am wondering. Yeah. Can you give us a lineup prediction? If you're if you're taking charge of the team, what what would you play? But mind you, I suppose you've got to have a bit of a Brendan Rodgers kind of thought about it. What yeah. What do you think? Well, I've heard I've heard rumours that he might drop Ward and put Everson in goal, which I'd do. Um, I'd play two up front. I think he'll play. I think he will play two up front. I think he'll play Dakar and Inato together. Someone just tells me that he'll play Dakar and Inato, even though I think Vardy will score. I think he'll come on as a late sub. Um, but he'll probably play his usual five at the back, and then he'll play his um, his wing backs to go forward, which will put Madison in behind Dakar and Inato. And then you'll probably have Samare and Tielemans in the middle. I think, I think that's what it will do. And it will right. just rely on attacking down the flanks. But then again, that, I say that will leave space in behind for you lot to counter us. I mean, I'm hoping, we, I'm hoping we play 4-2-3-1 so Johnson can get in behind because he played for Wales in the week and he and he set up a brilliant goal for Kiefer Moore playing ride wide. But when he's played up front for us, he's just not got in the game very often, to be honest. Last season when he played against you and he was playing... We used to play like this, like kind of like wide striker thing where he would drift out wide. So he looked kind of like a right winger and he'd caused teams so many problems because you're like, well, who's marking him? Because you're kind of like doubling up with when Spence was bombing on by him. But it's not quite worked with Nico Williams this season too often. I think they're still kind of getting used to each other and whatnot. But that's what I'm hoping for to get get the best out of our, our players, especially with Lingard and Gibbs White linking up together. It seems like we tried to play without a striker in the Premier League as a newly promoted team, and it was absolutely ridiculous, in my honest opinion, though it looked pretty. Um, just wanting a score prediction out of you, Jamie, if I can. If What, what do you think? Um, well, I, I'm always back Leicester, even though it's a former in. I'm going for 2-1 Leicester. Any scorers? Vardy, one of them. Uh, <laughs> I think Johnson will score for you. I think yeah. Vardy will score. I think Madison will score. Real. All right. Thank you very much for, for joining us on Red Side of the Trent, Jamie. I would ask about your social media and stuff, but you don't have any, do you? I don't think. There's no Leicester fans that can follow any anything that you have to say on Twitter or anything, is there? No, I don't tend... I only use Twitter really to uh, follow. Things. I don't tend to post much myself. I only right. share if, if to make a signing or anything. 
Fair enough. But thank so, you very much yeah, for, for, for joining me. us. Um, good luck for, for Monday. Hopefully it's it's a positive result for, for Forrest, obviously. <laughs> um, and Rogers gets sacked yeah. and then maybe maybe we'll both go up the league in that sort of direction after that. So thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Just a quick one as well from all of us on this podcast. This is something that we all share and it's something that myself and I'm sure the other guys have noticed as well is that a lot of people, especially Forest fans, as that's what mostly I do have on my Twitter, um, seeming to struggle a little bit with their mental health at the minute. You know, if you are struggling, um, by all means, message the pod and one of us will reply to you or message somebody on Twitter. You know, use the Forest timeline with the hashtag or just to make sure you talk to somebody rather than doing anything silly. Um, there is plenty of options out there. You know, if you also want to talk to someone in confidence, there's, you know, charities like Mind who will help you. Um, but just make sure you just talk to somebody rather than, you know, doing anything silly. I think that's um, an important message to relay um, to anybody who listens to the pod who might be sh- Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Struggling at this time. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.